Merry Christmas Day after. Everybody good? I, um, we have robes on. We got pajamas on. Sweetness, you guys. You look awesome. Um, grab your Bibles, and uh, we're going to wrap this series up. Are you ready for it? Thank you all for being here. Thank you for tuning in online. Some of you are like, yeah, we're in our pajamas and still on the couch. Um, glad you're tuning in. Uh, it's been an amazing season. It's been an amazing series. It's been an amazing sanctuary in the round here. Have you enjoyed it? Can you just praise God for a holy Noel? Incredible. Uh, the Gospel of Matthew, if you would please. Matthew... Uh, chapter 2, having celebrated the events, uh, this morning we want to look at the effects. From the events uh, to the effects. And I think the coffee bar is open. I don't know if it is uh, scientifically possible for the coffee to be too strong this morning. Even if it means, like, eating it with a spoon. Uh, I was right on the hungover line, right? Whether it's sugar or whatever, right? A little bit of a food coma going on? All right, I won't keep you long. But I want you to see a couple of things uh, where the effects of the events of Christmas are concerned. And we'll get to this fourth and final definition of a Holy Noel and uh, just kind of wrap it up uh, with uh, worship and praise. And then next weekend, Vision Sunday. Uh, kind of want to wrap the year up with you. Again, celebrate communion. Uh, get the year off to a great start uh, together next Sunday morning. Combined services one, once again. And, and kind of where we're going. What we'll be uh, looking at, trusting the Lord with. Where, uh, where 2022 is concerned. Yeah, right. You with me? Amen. So we'll look at that uh, together. Look at Matthew 2. We looked at Luke 2 last time together. Matthew 2 picks it up uh, right on the heels of where we've been and declares to us this. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he? who was born king of the Jews, for we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. Remember the old bumper sticker? Still applies, right? Wise men still seek him, and these certainly do, and you as well, to be here this morning. Good on you. Where is he? He who was born king of the Jews, for we... We have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. So they're in the east. They're traveling west. They saw the star in the east, the star shining in the west. They're traveling westward. Might have been some type of you know, incredible phenomenon that, that God Almighty ordained and designed to be there for such a time as that. Uh, I got a telescope for Christmas yesterday. Totally into that stuff. Uh, completely all the way. Excited for the new satellite that was launched yesterday morning. 
uh, is going to take things even further than Hubble ever did. Uh, might have been just like extraterrestrial sort of angel up there kind of saying, he's right here. Follow, come on, it's right here, you know. And uh, to be so close for Jerusalem to be like right there. And to have missed it all, and yet for it here to reside and land five miles out of town in Bethlehem. For those wise men not to give up, to just stay faithful and obedient, to keep following it. Keep following. Keep following the bright and morning star, church. Keep following the bright and morning star. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. The brightest, I like, I like this for us today, the brightest, the brightest star we see in our sky, winter sky, uh, in our hemisphere, off to the west, incidentally, as the sun is setting, isn't a star at all, is it? It's Venus. It is reflecting the light of the sun. You're kind of looking at it thinking, that's the brightest star in the sky, not a star at all. Not being illuminated whatsoever by its own source of light, and nor should we, but by the reflection of his light in us. Come on, a good amen this morning. Yes, indeed. Let his light shine in you. What a beautiful scene it was at the 11 o'clock service to see this place just lit up with all of the candles. It was, it was just a glorious picture of exactly, of exactly this. We have... We have come, we have followed the star, we have come to worship him. And when Herod, the king, heard of this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. The whole town is in an uproar. All of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he inquired of them where this Christ, where, where the Christ was to be born. And they said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you... Quoting Micah, but you, Bethlehem, oh little town of Beth, you little teeny podunk town in the land of Judah are not the least, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler, capital R, who will shepherd my people Israel. Here we go. You ready for it? Uh, a holy Noel. We've seen it to be in the Latin, Natalis, the meaning of a holy birth. Here they come to celebrate it. We've seen it in the English from Webster's back in 1800, a shout of praise, a, a, a joyful shout of praise. We've seen it from the French, no, Novalis. Novale, good news, the angels declare. And here I love it. This little podunk, teeny little Bethlehem town, off the map, off the beaten track. You are not the least among the rulers, for out of you will come a, a ruler, will shepherd my people. Noel is an abbreviation for a larger statement that was made that is being celebrated both this morning and throughout the centuries to which Herod didn't get and all of Jerusalem sadly missed. 
But you're here with me this morning to realize that because of these events, the effects, <laughs> the effects of this holy Noel is simply this. Now is all well. Now is all well. We have a shepherd to lead the flock home, wandering sheep that have a propensity to get lost. Not the smartest animal on the planet. But we have a shepherd. We have a ruler. And because of his birth, this holy birth, this shout of joy, this good news, we can declare now, come on, now is all well. Now is all well. Give him a shout of praise, church. Come on, now is all well. How it is spelled, this is going to be really, really blurry. It actually comes from the 1800s. But in some parts still of the UK, it's, it is spelled this way. N-O-W-E-L-L. -L, the smashing together of these. Now well. Noel. Now it is well. You can still find that. In fact, this shortened version of Noel from now it is all well. In some places still spelled this way in the British Commonwealth. Now it is all well. The events proven through his arrival and the effects of that arrival still in the works. That regardless of our individual particular circumstances and situations, we can declare because of this great shepherd, because of this ruler who has come to conquer our sin and declare the victory in, in our ring to prepare a place for us in heaven, we can declare on the morning after, now is all well. Noel. Not the only word that has been sort of abbreviated and combined. We do this all the time. You, on a pretty regular basis, use a Latin phrase, omnia correcta. Anyone know what we've shortened that to be? Okay. So you came to church and learned a little something this morning. Omnia correcta, shortened okay. Uh, there's a popular novel in the 1900s, 1911, I believe, the title of the novel uh, Tom A. Swift's Electric Rifle. You know what we shortened that to be that's still in play today? Laser. Na a taser. Taser. T-A-S-E. The ta like, where did taser come from? Actually been in the news quite a bit lately. From this novel that swept the planet back in the 1900s and like never grew out of us shortening the meaning of that name. Every morning... Anti-meridian, Latin for before noon, shortened a.m. Post-meridian, Latin, you got it, p.m. Uh, Anno Domini, A.D. They even try and trash this one, don't they, right? Instead of B.C. before Christ, it's now 
before the common era they want to teach our kids in the university bce now is what we refer to it and 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 ce common era but it is still delineated by the birth of this baby that changes everything and allows for those in the know to declare now is all well the shortened abbreviated version of now is all well noel a holy birth a king a shepherd who becomes the lamb of god the sheep the lamb that would be laid down on the altar to set the rest of the flock free, you and me, be able to declare to this generation and the ones that follow that now, because of him, now, I hope you believe it, now is, now is all well. We've taken this even in the meaning of the phrase farewell. Michael and I were talking about the other night. Farewell is shortened for fare thee well. A declaration again from above because of this birth in declaring now, now all is well. There is hope. There is, there is joy. There is this spark of of. of, of confidence and assurance in light of what all you're faced with that you can even even say in those that might be you know getting on a plane to fly home back to wherever they came from if they can get on a plane like a thousand canceled yesterday right um farewell it's fare thee well it's a it's a blessing from above on those of your loved ones or um Goodbye is a shortened, abbreviated phrase of, of what? God be with you. And as much as this culture is trying to reduce and dilute the truth of what this birth has accomplished, may we be the ones that never forget. And may we be the ones that continue to shout it as the angels did over Bethlehem. May we be the ones that are shouting it on our rooftop. Now is all well because of Jesus. That even in our hellos and in our goodbyes, even in all of that, church, we would not forget the meaning and reason and purpose and value and guarantee of what this birth provides. I was reading, I kind of get into this stuff, you know, as I'm studying it all, and, and uh, here's one for you. All day I dream about soccer. Abbreviated? Adidas. Here's one for you. Did I eat that? Abbreviated? Diet. Oh, bring it on. I, I need a juice fast like you would not even believe. Um, seriously poor advertising method. Spam. You get them all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, here's one a little dicey. I apologize ahead of time. PMS? 
purchase more shoes. That's exactly, that's exactly what that stands for right there. I'm telling you. Uh, Chevy? Can't have expensive vehicle yet. That's right there. So here you have Noel, I hope you never forget it, abbreviated for this incredible hope and guarantee, now is all well. The events promise the effects. The events promise the effects. The events of Christmas, the events of this birth, the events of this arrival promise the effects for you and your family. And nothing quite lays out the effects of this event more beautifully than Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1, incidentally, as we get to Vision Sunday next weekend, is, Lord willing, where we'll be headed in our study of God's Word uh, sometime in the near future of, of 2022. We got some Psalms to get through still, but let me give you like a little preview, can I? From Hebrews chapter 1, here are the effects of this event. Look what it says. In verse 1, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, but has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, Holy Noel. Happy birthday, Jesus. Merry Christmas. Has now in these last days appeared and has spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding by all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins. They're the effects of the event. The effects. Purged our sin. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I've begotten you, or again I will be to him a father and he also to me a son. Name the angel that God ever said that to. When he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. There's the event. There's the event over Bethlehem. Shepherds now invited to be included. The wise men traveling from the east and following the star. Let all the angels of God worship him. And the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? But to the sun, check this out. You ever kind of wondered, well, is, is, is Jesus really God? Look what God says. But to the sun, he says, your throne, O oh God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And, and you, Lord, Jesus is God and Jesus is Lord. You can take it to the bank. Who declares it? 
God himself. For you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundations of the earth. The heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up and and they will be changed. But you're the same. And your years will not fail. But to which of the angels he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Church, that is the promise of a holy Noel. That is the promise that now all is well. This, I'm telling you, is what Noel means. This is what is declared through this amazing word to the shepherds, to Mary, to Joseph, to the wise men, to you and to me today, now is all well. He is seated on his throne. He is at the right hand, God himself declaring him to be the one who spoke it all into existence. I love this quote from Spurgeon. Uh, if you're into devotionals or looking for one to start the year with, uh, Bon found this in our bookstore just the other day, and I, I was just like, "Why well, used to read that one? I've kind of changed it up a little bit, and you know, gone with the Jesus Calling or with My Utmost." Uh, another one I'm fond of called Face to Faith. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but this one here by Spurgeon, in just a couple days ago. When Bond brought this home, declares this. Let me read it to you. God has a strong reserve with which to discharge his engagements. Yes, for he is able to do all things, believer, until you can dry the ocean of his omnipotence, until you can break in pieces the towering mountains of his almighty strength, until that day, you never need to fear. Think not. The strength of man shall ever be able to overcome the power of God. While earth's huge pillars stand, You have reason to abide in faith. For the same God who directs the earth in its orbit, who feeds the burning furnace of the sun, has promised to supply all of your needs with his daily strength, able to uphold the universe. Dream not! that he will prove unable to fulfill his promise to you. Remember all that he did in the days of old to former generations. Remember how he spoke and it was so. How he said and it was done. How he commanded and it stood. Shall he that created the world grow weary? He who hangs the world on nothing Shall he not be able to support his children? Shall he be proven unfaithful 
unfaithful to his word for want of power? Will he fail thee? Does not he ride on the wings of the wind and make the clouds his chariot? Does he not hold the oceans in the hollow of his hand? When he's put such a faithful promise as this on record, will you for a moment indulge the thought that he has outpromised himself? Gone beyond his power to fulfill? Nonsense! Spurgeon shouts from his pulpit, the Metropolitan Church in downtown London. Nonsense! He's like, doubt not another second. May God, who is able to fulfill every promise for the boundless reservoir of his grace, be proven in your life to never be exhausted, to never be questioned, to, to never be doubted, and the overflowing storehouse of his mercy, which can never be emptied, be the one to whom you lean on and trust with all your weight. Let your heart be still, and may the feeble be made strong and forever find your power in the name of the Lord. Come on, church. Now is all well. Now is all well. Now is all well. Paul, who writes over half of the New Testament, would declare to you if he was here right now, this morning, on the morning and day after Christmas, that not all was well in his life. Shipwrecked, stoned, I mean with rocks. <laughs> Left for dead. Unfairly accused, criticized, condemned by Nero and now rotting in prison. And you know what he writes? You know what he says? In a nutshell, now is all well. He writes from prison and declares to Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished the race. And then he says this. In the very next line of that letter, he says, Finally, would you read it with me? Would you read it in confidence? Would you read it in faith? Would you apply it to your own heart and life? Let's read it together. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved. What does that mean? What's Paul saying? What's he pointing to? Who have loved his appearing. You know what he's pointing to? Christmas, who have loved what the events mean 
and the effects that follow the events promise to fully accomplish. It will be given, Paul says, not only to me, the end of my race, but to all who have loved his appearing. Don't let the power and glory of this holy birth, this holy Noel, don't let it get packed up and put away. Let it continually be, as we've sung this morning, the center of our life. The shout and praise that comes from our lips, the confidence and hope that we have in knowing that He is faithful. May that continue to be lived out and celebrated in all that we live for, both today, tomorrow, next week, the coming year, and for all eternity in Jesus' name. For now is all well. Amen? Come on, let's stand. Let's stand together. Lord, we just stand and praise you and thank you that we can confidently declare now is all well. Noel. We pray again, Lord Jesus, be born in us. Holy Spirit, be released in us. Just a fresh new filling of your power and gifting and grace. Lord, you are the lifter of our heads, and I pray you've done exactly that on this morning of celebration that is as great and worthy of praise than yesterday. For you are alive, you are well, you are our conquering Savior, you are coming again to take us home, you are preparing a place for us in heaven. There is so much for us to sing and rejoice over, and I just thank you for this amazing church that keeps showing up and leaning in and believing fully even what Spurgeon has reminded us of this morning, that in light of what might even be a list of circumstances and, 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 and situational challenges that, that could very much be something to which the enemy could use to rob us of our joy. God, you are faithful. And you are supreme. And I pray that you would be so presently real and strong in our hearts and lives and marriages and families and homes that we just would continue to be the ones on our block, on our street, that are keeping the lamp lit, trimmed and, 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 and bright and filled with the oil of the Holy Spirit, not running low, not running on reserve, trusting and believing that because of this holy birth, now, even now, even now in this moment, we can declare now is all well, both now and forever will be the case for eternity, for you are faithful and we give you our praise and our honor this Christmas and dedicate and devote our lives to living for you, both now and forever in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen.